What's up, everybody? It's your man, Plyrock. And before we get started with today's podcast, just wanted to take this opportunity to remind you to please follow us on Facebook at Ply and the Moldog. That's P-L-Y-A-N-D-T-H-E-D-A-W-G, Ply and the Moldog. You can also find our live video game show most nights of the week at Plyrock Gamer on Facebook. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Plyrock Gamer, P-L-Y-R-O-C-K-G-A-M-E-R. We appreciate all the support. We'd love it if you dropped us some feedback, a subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. It really helps out the show. Thank you so much and enjoy. Meeting at the intersection of entertainment and knowledge, of greatness and destiny, comes the greatest sports video game movie podcast on today. Please welcome in your hosts, Plyrock and Mitch the Moldaw. Turmoil is the understatement of the year, right? So of what's been going on recently. So I know we also like to talk about movies and things here on the uh, Ply and the Moldog podcast. And I was sitting down the other day just kind of reflecting off of everything that was happening and trying to get my trying to wrap my brain around it, too. And what movie kind of spoke to me about the way the world is right now, especially the way the America is right now. And the one movie that kept popping into my mind was Predator. I kept coming back to Predator. The the original Predator, not all the garbage movies they made afterwards. The original Predator with Arnold 19, 1987-ish, somewhere in there, the original Predator. Yeah, it was 1987. Um, okay, it was 1987. All right. You're going to have to connect a couple dots for me there because can I, tell me how you're getting the storyline of Predator – I mean, is the is the virus a metaphor for the alien? Is yeah, that just, where you're going? This is this is <clears throat> this is what I was thinking. So, first of all, just shout out to Predator as one of the greatest action movies ever made. Okay. Second of all, John McTiernan, who directs Predator, also directs Die Hard in the same year. And I can't think of another director who's ever doing a one-two in one year like Die Hard and Predator. So, just have to get that off my chest right off the bat. Okay. That's fair. Like. That's stupid, ridiculous movie making to do those two in one year. The two greatest action movies pretty much ever made are made in the same year by the same bro. Okay. So, and yes, happy birthday to Randy Orton Cole. I see it. So anyway, so I kept thinking about Predator, Predator, Predator. And I'm like, you know, the, you know how when the movie starts, Arnold and his team, Carl Weathers, the other guy, Billy Dukes, all the other guys on the team. They're like the ultimate machismo badass guys, right? And they're kind of a metaphor for America. Like, we're so overpowering, we're so tough, we got everything, we just kick anybody's ass, like, we have the technology, we got the muscles, we got the resources, like, just bring it on, bro. Like, we'll take on anything, right? So they're dropped down into, like, this mission, and this mission is supposed to be simple. Get in, mess with these drug dealers. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Predator, by the way. And they come down, and they and the, the first 20 minutes of the movie, it's a stereotypical 80s action movie, right? Big biceps, shitty one-liners, 
over the top action. Just it's ridiculous for like the first, and then all of a sudden it switches to a horror movie. Like like twenty five thirty minutes into it, it's a it's a creature feature, right? So <clears throat> here's America. Here's here's Arnold. Here's the team, and we're just we got the you know we got a great economy. Everything's pumping. We got the best military in the world. You know, we, we kind of went through a relative period, whatever you agree with or don't agree with, with a pretty relatively, in terms of world, like, we haven't had a real world war in years. We, you know, we've been stuck in some conflicts, which are wars, but nothing where millions of people are dead since 1945, 1950, maybe the Korean War, like, last in Vietnam. But it's kind of been relatively, Americans have been relatively sheltered and relatively, you know, we're getting kind of fat and happy. We're arguing with each other about a lot of stupid shit, you know? So here comes the team. They come in, they destroy everything. And then all of a sudden something's out there. That's just picking them off one at a time. And it takes the team a little while to realize what's going on. They just don't want to believe it, you know? And they still, they stay stuck in this mindset where they're like, do you remember when, like, the girl gets hurt and then she says, you know, the, the jungle came alive and it took him. And she kind of points that way because because uh, uh, one of the guys gets taken away and the predator drags his body out into the woods. And then they all run to, like, this one spot and they just unload all their ammunition into the forest. And they mow down, like, the entire forest. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, yeah. And then didn't they skin the guy alive? That that was yeah. Well, that was that was Harper. That was before. So basically, the predator the predator is the Wuhan virus, right? The predator is the Corona nineteen or whatever you want to call it at this point. So the predator, like, there's something wrong, and they find the helicopter, and they find Harper and his men. But they don't really know what it is. And they're kind of like, who would do this? And they're still like stuck in this like conventional way of thinking. Like they're looking on the ground for tracks. And they're, you know, we got to find the guys who did this. These, these are guerrilla fighters. These guys are dirty. We're going to find them. Blah, blah, blah. And we're going to use these big guns and this chain gun. And I ain't got time to bleed and all this shit, you know. So it really hits the team in the movie when Billy... And I believe Billy was the Native American gentleman, the character who was the tracker in the movie. And he Arnold walks up to him and he's like, Billy, you know, what do you see? And he's like, I just, I don't see any tracks. It just doesn't make sense. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, we're all going to die out here. And he turns around and he walks away. And then the other guy's like, something's got Billy spooked. And he goes, bullshit, Billy ain't afraid of nothing. And at that point, they know that the only way to defeat whatever is going on, because they still just don't know what's going on, is they got to get out of that mindset of just big guns and we're going to take it out and we're going to be machismo and everything else. So by the end of the movie, the only way Arnold beats him, spoiler alert, is he goes full Boy Scout on the Predator with traps and mud and all these unconventional weird ways of doing things to and it's a one-on-one knockdown drag out fight where he eventually even though he wins he's laying in the helicopter at the end like he might as well just died with him 
Right. The whole rest of the thing was scorched and the explosion. And uh, yeah, you weren't sure if he was, if there was a, there was a point at the end of predator where you weren't sure if he had made it or not. Yeah. So it just, it just kept like, I kept thinking like we as a nation were for a while. And I think we're getting out of that mindset now as a nation and we're, hopefully helping each other and we're starting to turn things around to build the equipment and to take care of the people and to do the things. Maybe we, you know, we can all fight about the methods later, but the things we're trying to do to, to, to save lives and to, and to take care of this, but it's almost like we were stuck for a while in that mode of, well, that's over there. So that's not going to do anything over here. And then when it does get over here, whatever, we got the best, whatever, we'll just, you know, we'll throw money. We'll take care of it. It's not going to, do anything to us and now we're kind of in that moment in the middle where the predator is up in the trees and it's just picking us off and we're just thinking of different ways like we're kind of in that moment remember where uh the guy is shaving and he breaks the razor and they put down like they finally start to realize they got to do something different and something's in the trees so that's when the team is still kind of left alive there's still a few guys left alive and they're putting down like the they're putting down like the uh, the nets, and they're setting the perimeter traps, and they they know he's kind of in the trees, like something's going on. So they're starting to like f- like forget the guns, forget the bullshit. Like we gotta like try something different, and 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 I think that's kind of the moment we're in right now, as a as a country, and maybe you know even somewhat as a world. I mean, I can speak more, I guess, for how the United our frame of mind, but. I think we're kind of in that moment where Carl Weathers and and, and uh, Duke are together in that little cave, and he's like, ah, "I see you." So you know they're looking out at the predator out in the distance, and they're like, "All right, now we see the enemy. Now we believe it. Now we know we got to do different things to catch this sucker and to defeat it." And it just really hit me that like that was just like like that just kind of fits the narrative in my mind. And you can tell I was raised in the eighties cause I'm going back to predator to make sense of the world today. But it just like, we got to get out of that mindset of traditional works and we got to get into that mindset of, we got to win this war. It ain't going to be no war left to fight. There ain't going to be no one left on the team. You know what I mean? And it might come down to us laying in the helicopter covered in mud and blood and just like, we won, you know? So I don't know. That's my take on the predator. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Thanks Stevie. I appreciate it, man. That's just the way I was feeling when I was thinking about it. And I didn't, by the way, this, I didn't rewatch it to get to that. I'm just, this is going off of the 186 times I've seen predator throughout my life. Cause anywhere you get to on predator, you have to finish it. Right. So if you, if the old days, TBS, TNT movies for guys who like movies, like if you came across predator, you had to stop. Like, I gotta watch this shit, but you gotta move the lawn to your homework. Not nah, predators on bro. You gotta wait a little while. Sorry, ma. So it's one of those movies like unforgiven or like, you know, whatever tombstone, like it, wherever it is in the movie, like you got to stop what you're doing and finish the movie. So I don't know if there's maybe a movie that speaks to you guys of about kind of what's going on today, besides maybe the stereotypical outbreak or Andromeda strain or some of those. Um, but maybe there's another movie of a different genre that kind of makes you feel like what's going on today. Like maybe, um, uh, uh, what was it? Clockwork Orange. I don't know if you remember Clockwork Orange with Roddy McDowell's directed by Stanley Kubrick or, you know, world kind of ter- demolition man. Demolition Man. Never saw Demolition Man. I didn't see Demolition Man. Yeah. So Demolition Man is one that we're, uh, you know, 
nobody can get toilet paper anymore, right? Like toilet paper is a hot commodity, right? For some weird reason. So in Demolition Man, they got to use the weird three seashells for the bathroom. And nobody to this day knows what the three seashells do. And also in Demolition Man, and it takes place in the future, Moldog, and that's you better write that down because that's required viewing to be my co-host. You have to see Demolition Man. But Man, uh, my home my homework <laughs> list is getting long. But no, I know. But uh, I'm gonna have to upgrade. I'm gonna have to upgrade my Netflix to be able to uh, finish all my homework here. Taco Bell in Demolition Man wins the food wars, and so in the future, Arnold Schwarzenegger has run for president in the future. In this movie, it's it's a Stallone movie. And Taco Bell wins the food wars. Well, near my work right now, one of the only places open for drive through is Taco Bell. And I actually think they're getting more business than they did before this kind of all happened. Because they're like one of the drive throughs that's open. So everybody for lunch is going to get their Frito burritos like me once in a while. So it's almost like and it's a dystopian world where you know, a disease kind of wipes everybody out and then they have to reset society with some different weird rules and then it becomes Demolition Man, you know, where you have to go back to the uh, 90s and get John Spartan to come into the future to take care of business. But that's another one that kind of spoke to me, but Predator more so in like a serious way. Like we are like right now, we are Arnold's special forces team and we are reeling right now because we thought we're the big bad boys on the block and some unforeseen enemy is just plucking us one at a time well you know that's why i asked you to connect the dots because i generally if i try to guess where you're going i'm generally wrong which is (laughs) which is fine yeah um but I love the metaphor, and again, you know, you know, I always sneak a historical bent, sure, whenever I can. Yeah. And I love, I love the metaphor of traditional warfare per se up against some enemy that cannot be combated by traditional warfare, if you will. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and this this metaphor can be taken as far back as you want right i'll just i'll just start with the with the beginning of the country all right i won't go back uh, too far but you know let's go back to to the 1770s right mm-hmm. where where what did the british do they lined up in straight lines and yeah. marched right right at you and you know there were certain rule unwritten rules of engagement and wars weren't going to be fought that way anymore no, we and didn't. we changed what we were doing, and whooped well, we ass. didn't have the man. We didn't we, have the manpower. We were against forced the, to change. Exactly, the largest army, the most you know, the the most pro- prodigious army in the world at the time. You know, we couldn't line up and 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 fight that way. So we changed the rules of warfare, or we altered how warfare happens. And then you just kind of fast forward it. You know, can you believe it? Sounds funny now. But I read, you know, a number of these military history books and I like reading on some of these generals and and this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. And there's actually times where guys were disagreeing. You want to talk about not being able to see the future that, you know, the horse, the horse is going to be around forever. You are never going to be able to get the horse out of warfare. There's old World War One guys who were old Patton, Civil War guys. Patton who forced never the horse the out. Horse. Yeah, yeah, Patton started with the, in yeah. cavalry. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. You look back now, it's laughable, right? Like, how can you how can you put a horse 
up against an Abrams tank, right? It seems silly now, mm -hmm. but there was a time where military brass was arguing about whether cavalry should continue to exist or whether armaments was the way to go. It, it sounds funny now, but that was a real thing. So Bro, I, I, mean, like, it... I, I like that military slash warfare metaphor that you put in there. I think that kind of works. What defines the American persona more than Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and Jesse the Body Ventura and these just over-the-top, full-of-testosterone nutjobs who are, I love them and I grew up with them, but they are just like larger-than-life, best equipment, best training, best funded, just whatever you, the mission is, we'll take care of it. And to just come up against something that just makes them have to go completely guttural, to completely have to look inside of themselves and just pull out this that that underlying, uh, almost indiscoverable bit of humanity that any skill they have other than shooting a firearm to beat it. And they just they most of them fail and can't do it. Most of them get caught by surprise most of them are easily hunted down and picked off one at a time as trophies for that evil son of a bitch that you know that's picking them out of the trees and it's just really like and then finally they start but by the time they start to figure it out there's only a few left so i'm hoping that's not where that goes I just it just really spoke to me a couple of those scenes like shooting everything we had into the woods. You shoot everything you had into the woods and nothing happens. Well, that kind of reminds me of like the Federal Reserve shooting everything they had into the stock market and nothing happening. Or, you know, like cuz that's the traditional way we would handle an economic crisis. Well, guys, 4 million people have never filed for unemployment before ever in the history of the United States. So I don't know if firing all your bullets in one second into the stock market in the middle of it is going to do anything. So, like, you see what I mean? How we're still, like, even though we're coming out of it, to be fair to everybody in the nation, we are coming out of it and we are we are doing great and wonderful things. So I'm not, but we're still kind of, there's some of us, we're still stuck in that, you know, like, like, dude, you have a headache, you take Advil, right? Like, oh, I have a headache, I'm taking some Advil. Well, how many people have said lately, how many doctors have come out and said, well, we think Advil might irritate things. Don't take Advil, you know? So it's just really, it's, and then the handshake is dead, by the way. So nobody's handshaking again. And don't get me wrong, the handshake, and I love the handshake, but the handshake is like from like medieval times where like, Knights shook hands to know that there wasn't a weapon hiding somewhere that they were going to stab you with. And the handshake is like the dirtiest shit on the planet, like for passing germs to each other. A hug is actually more uh, hygienic than a handshake, right? So we just kind of go back to uh, bowing to each other like colonial times. I mean, we'll We're do what a bow. I mean, you know, I, I don't know about that, but I think medicine and science and and faith and everything helps us along where there will be a sense of somewhat normalcy again after this. But just like to put it in perspective, we lost, I think, I, th I mean, you have, might have to Google this on me, but I'm pretty sure 600,000 plus Americans in the civil war, right? It was 300 and something each side, right? That, that number sounds about right. And, but that was, that was, you know, a seeable enemy. And that was, we weren't around, but, you know, I'm a history buff. So that was a seeable enemy. 
That was brother against brother. That was pretty insane. Father against son kind of stuff. And we survived it. And we went through World War II. I think we lost another 300,000 plus American soldiers and GIs between the two fronts in that war. And we lost 70 plus thousand in Vietnam. We lost uh, 30 or 40 plus thousand in uh, the, the Korean War, the Forgotten War. Uh, we lost thousands of great Americans in Iraq, uh, Iraq too, because we were stuck there for a long time. We've we've handled the Great Depression. We've handled the the Spanish flu of 1918, the Dust Bowl. Um, you know the the uh, there's just so the assassinations of presidents. We've handled so much adversity, and we were always able to pivot to what we needed to do. But but to be fair to history. Sometimes it took us time to pivot to what we needed to do. So that's kind of where Predator came into play, where these if these guys didn't pivot faster, none of them were going to survive. You know, if they didn't change their trajectory faster, it was over. And and it was over for most of them. It came down to the girl who, who Predator wasn't hunting anyway, and it came down to Arnold who had the greatest biceps of the 80s except for Hulk Hogan. Those things are 26 inches. So so it was well, really... Yeah, the handshake's dead, Stevie. I know it sucks, but it, it's dead. It's like when Kennedy... You know, we, every every American man up until 1961 used to wear a hat. You knew that, right, Mo? Like a, like a fancy fedora? You know why we don't wear fedoras anymore? Because Kennedy didn't wear a fedora. So as soon as President Kennedy doesn't wear a fedora, the rest of the men in the United States stop wearing fedoras. So the handshake is dead, bro. Like, I hate to say it. I'm sorry. I hate to break it down, but <laughs> I love the handshake. I love the, you know, but it's going to be a lot more fist bumps, a lot more hugs, you know, man hugs where you keep that arm in between each other, you know, where you hug, you come around with the hug, but you got your arm here on your chest so you can kind of keep that, that separation right there. You know what I'm saying? So I, I under I understand the, the hygiene element of the handshake or lack of hygiene, but how do you take the handshake? How do you take the handshake out of business? It has such a business purpose. And it, it if business used to have a business re- purpose, it, it used to mean something more in business than it does today. I mean, I agree with you. I'm an old school businessman too. You know what I mean? But I just, the handshake, it used to be, well, you promise, we promised to do that deal on a handshake. Well, yeah, yeah but we had a hand, but, we had a yeah. handshake deal, right? But then in the late eighties and early nineties, everybody started fucking suing everybody. So it became, was well, that on paper? Did you get it notarized? So the handshake already lost a lot of its uh, power of agreement, you know, in terms of now it's more of a pleasantry. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. How have you been? It's more, it's turned more into that as opposed to let we have a deal. I think the handshake is more of a metaphor now for sign the papers, bro. You know what I mean? So, and and to be fair, you know, I think back in the, I want to say it was probably, it, you might have to help me with this one, Moldog, because you're the history buff too. About 100 and, 115, 100 and, up to a, 120 years ago, a lot of women would die in childbirth. Like insane amounts of ladies would, would pass away in childbirth. <clears throat> until doctors figured out to wash their hands. Like, all they had to do was wash their hands, and, like, the death rate of uh, women dying of infection after childbirths went down, like, 94%. Because some guy accidentally washed his hands before he... And then, oh, this one didn't die. Oh, let me wash my hands again. Oh, this one didn't die. Yeah. So, I mean, and then, you know, we find antibiotics because someone left their ham sandwich out a little too long. 
on this on the science counter. So, you know, handshake isn't for legal; it's for respect. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not. It's kind of went that way. It's went. It used to be. Well, we shook hands on it, you know, a long time ago. So, what's going on, Sarge? How are you, man? Welcome in. Jessica says, my dad is a supervisor of a machine shop. He regularly meets with the president of his company. Instead of handshakes, they elbow bump now. That's the new business standard. I I mean, it. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, I, I will miss it in terms of just classicness. But, you know, I'd rather give you a hug, Muldug. It's cleaner, and I'm closer to you. And it, maybe it means a little more to wrap my arms around you. So I'm cool with that, you know? Well, I think, you know, whether I like it, don't like it or whatever, I, I do agree with you that there's going to be a number of things. And I, I hate this expression. I hate this expression. Oh, here he goes. But the the new normal. God, uh, the, the, yeah, that expression normal. just grinds my gears. I hate that. There's a few expressions I hate. Yeah, that's one of them. It, it is. It's going to be the new normal is, uh, you know, if, if anything, you know, the handshake may go away. Some other things may go away. You know, hand washing, obviously, I think everybody is now, uh, you know, if you haven't been educated on that, where have you been? Where have you been uh, since I've been born, thing? bro? You're supposed to wash your hands. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, just just the frequency, you know, just the, you know, the frequency and, and the, you know, don't touch your face. Don't do this. Don't do that. That's kind of hard. The touch you know? in the face yeah. one's going to be hard for me. I'm going to be honest. What's Which is, hard for me is I rub my hand through my hair a lot when I'm thinking. Now I'm wearing a hat tonight, so I'm not doing that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if I'm thinking of something, I, I will say, oh, Muldog's got a good head of hair. Don't let this hat <laughs> fool you. I'm not losing. I'm not losing any hair. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm not losing. I'm not losing any weight, and I'm not losing any hair. Those mm. those two things are. I can guarantee uh, one of those. You know, I rub my hand through my hair like that a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get away from that. But uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it, you know, it, it it is what it is. But you you talked about you know just going back to that military angle real quick because I was thinking of this was you know military people. And I come from I come from a military family. I have two uh, a brother who served, a sister who served, and my father was uh, in the Korean conflict. Mm -hmm. And the thing that scares them all to death. You talk to generals, or you talk to Pentagon people, or you know read some of this stuff. The traditional armaments and and the bombs and the grenades and this they can they can handle that. What makes them what keeps them up at night? Stuff like biological weapons and chemical weapons right and i'm not saying this was a biological weapon so don't call me some tinfoil hat guy and get all crazy i'm, I'm just saying is. i'm Go just ahead. saying i'm just saying <laughs> biological hard. weapons chemical weapons yeah airborne viruses right and, you sure know, it's unseen things of, that, things of that nature that's what keeps these guys up at night yeah not not a, not another fighter jet or a carrier. No, because we have answers for that. Yeah, right. It ties right back. That's that's traditional. But stuff that's that, what that's what scared be. Arnold and his team in Predator was that unforeseen threat. It was not a normal traditional the the new normal was the enemies in the trees, bro. And there's no tracks, right? <laughs> so I mean Right. It it just really it really spoke to me, man. Like I, I finally because I know everybody, by the way, guys, if you don't know by now the reason I'm sorry I missed the stream last night, number one, day from hell uh, at work, but then on the way home I happened to kill Bambi, I think, 
So it was like, it just was like the, and then on top of that, I, after I, after I hit the deer and I'm okay, I was shooken up. I had to pull over for a little bit. And, uh, and I think I, I think the deer's ass, the deer's not going to be clubbing anymore. Cause I think I took the deer's ass off, but, uh, the, <clears throat> then after that, I, I watched the press conference and got the facts and everything that's going on. And then I was just kind of like, I'm, I don't have anything left in the tank at this point. I need to, I need to recharge. So, you know, I had to, I had to pass out. So it was, it was just too much for me yesterday. And that's rare. Cause the pioneers know. I don't miss a show. I feel better today. I'm energetic again. I feel better, but yesterday was just a little too much. So, but, um, <clears throat> I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Cause I was talking about every time I think about that deer, like screaming at me, it's like, like that thing was like, ah, I'm like, ah, and then I hit it. And now it, did the, did the deer survive? Do you think? I don't want to get morbid here, but <laughs> did the, do you think the deer made it? I didn't get to an actual carcass. Um, I did see like a nice chunk of like deer buttock or something, uh, you know, and, uh, it kind of, it might have made a, made a three-leggedly run off into the woods with its whole family. Cause it was like a whole herd, dude. I wasn't even speeding. I was like Miss Daisy, like driving down this little, and then I started thinking after I, after all these deer came running by, I'm like, holy shit. We're like close to, I am legend because everybody's home and not everybody's driving anymore. So these cars and all this human noise and human traffic and other things that are going on aren't really happening as much anymore. So here comes the wildlife not being scared away by the cars and the trucks and the, you know, all the, all the noise of, of just normal uh, human life. And here comes like this entire herd of deer across the street. I mean, I'm talking, if I had my shotgun, I might have made some medicine. I'm gonna be honest, but I had it was like buck and deer and doe, and it was like ten of them. And I was only doing like thirty, thirty-five miles an hour in like a thirty, because that's usually where I am. Mm-hmm. Always less than ten above, you know. And and I was I wasn't able to swerve very much because there was like a baby right behind the one that was. So I was kind of like, I can't if I swerve, I'm gonna hit this one. I had, I kind of had to just go and hope that, you know, like the squirrel that always runs under your car. I was kind of hoping like they were all going to kind of just miss me and I slowed down as much as I could and I did end up clipping the ass of of one of them. So, yeah, I've seen a few foxes and more rabbits around my neighborhood. Yes, yeah, Stevie, that's what I'm saying. Like the the uh, wildlife is really starting to – I think they're starting to come down off the mountains a little bit. <laughs> like they're coming back. So I don't know if you guys noticed that as well. Stevie's saying he has. Cause we're at home, so we're not out. I mean, I, some guy showed me some pictures today. Uh, one of the delivery guys at my work, he he showed me a couple of pictures today at downtown Hartford today in Connecticut, at like ten in the morning, and there wasn't a car on the street. Like it was like, and I was like, wow, that's more dead for Hartford than usual. Cause usually there's like five or six cars on the street, if you know what I mean. So it was. It was different, man. You know, it's creepy out there a little bit too. Like it's, it's a little weird. It's a little different. And I know we all have each other as pioneers, you know, and you have Moldog too. And we all have each other to reach out. And I haven't seen very many. I'm near the city. Okay, Cole. Yeah, we, we, I've started to, I don't know about you, Mitch, if you started to see anything else going on. 
Oh, we lost him. I lost his audio. I suck. Sucks. No. Really? Uh, every time my computer falls asleep. <laughs> Let me know what he says, guys, on the other feed. I'll get him back. Hold on. Every time I don't touch my computer for like 20 minutes, he like... There we go. Do I have you now? Yeah, my yeah, back. Sorry, I lost you. I lost the audio. I lost your audio. So anyway, I was saying, have you seen any... Any, uh... No, I've just I've just noticed the traffic on on you know major thoroughfares, and it's just there's nobody. There's it's like just a holiday no... every day. Yeah, I mean you know you know the major you know the major access roads in the area we live in. Yeah, and to be to be able to go up and down, you know the main one where you know you know all the shopping is and all that, and to just be able to breeze breeze through that and not even have to worry about taking the shortcut or whatever it's, it's 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 really it's really crazy and i know you said i know you said taco bell was still open what about what about your favorite near work though i won't i won't give it away because i'm not going to give them a free plug because they need to advertise but what about the favorite one uh of um lunch spot of your uh the bowl place work yes oh joy bowl no, uh, no, they're the one restaurant. You just gave them a free plug for I crying out loud. Give them a free plug. I love those guys, and they're probably going to need our business more than ever when they open back up. So, so they're closed down totally. They're completely closed down. Yeah, that sucks. And they were just. Smash, a new... How about Smashburger? I don't like Smashburger very much. So, but I don't know if they're still open or not. What's that look for? I like Five Guys. Yeah, I can still hear you, bro. I don't like Smashburger. I'm never impressed. You didn't like Smashburger? No, I don't like it that much. I like Five Guys better. Five Guys burgers and fries. Like I, yeah. I just don't like little kid French fries. Like they give you like these little, they're like little like really narrow little like I'm like oh cool hot lunch, a fourteen dollar hot lunch. That's cool, bro. Thank you. Well, now that's fair. The price is a fair argument. You don't you don't get out of Smashburger cheap. Okay, you do not get out of Smash Burger cheap. That's that's a fair argument. I I happen to think their burgers are pretty good. I don't notice fries as much because I'm not a huge fry guy to begin with. It, it's kind of just something that's there. It doesn't make it or not. Yeah. But I I always thought their burgers were pretty good. But no, you're right. You can't get out of there for you know under fun. under twelve bucks. You're lucky. Yeah. No. No. Smash Burger. I I mean the burger itself is pretty good. Like I'm not knocking the burger. And I know you probably order the Yukon special or whatever that burger they have. I know that's probably you right up your wheelhouse. But the fries are just so unimpressive. With Five Guys, they give you like this giant bag of heart attack. Like it's this giant bag of like huge potato wedge type fries with extra salt. And the grease is just like the the bag is like falling apart when you're trying. To... And they got malt vinegar on the tables too, which I don't mind. Oh, they do. They do. And they, they got do. they got all the. You know those fries are fresh too. They got the huge bags of potatoes sitting over there in the corner. Like, yeah, they they do. That's a good burger. That's a good burger too. Well, the Cole just said, "I'm so waiting for Jessica with a Five Guys joke." Oh no! <laughs> I prefer Jessica Subway, but Steak and Shake is great. <laughs> no, no, that was Cole. That was Cole with the line, dude. That was a great line. I'm just waiting for her with the Five Guys joke. <laughs> I prefer Five Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. 
Yeah, so it's it's definitely been weird. It's definitely been a weird environment, but uh, you know we're gonna power through it, man. We've been through. I'm kind of. I saw a funny post today that was like, you know, I, I'm I'm. That's cool that I'm living through all these historical moments, but you know, I don't want to live through any more historical moments. <laughs> like, right? I was a younger. I was a young lad for nine eleven. Um, I was, uh, just coming into my home ownership, uh, years and, and family years with the great crash of tw- 2008. Uh, and it seems like every 10 years or so when a new PlayStation is about to come out, that, that, that something that's got to happen right around the PlayStation <laughs> release date. That must be the linchpin. That's the common denominator we've been missing. You just hit on it. Leonard, what's That's going on? Welcome PlayStation in. release dates. Yeah, well, dude, well, don't worry. The Ply Rock Nation will be playing the PlayStation 5 when it comes out in November. But, you know, so, you know, we w- I wish everybody the best. I hope we all can get, you know, we're going to get past this as a nation. We're going to get past this as a world. Um, we can, we can figure out what happened as soon as we, you know, get, you know, we'll, we'll deal with, we'll deal with what happened after, you know, and hopefully we all deal with it in a smart way to do our best to prevent this from happening again. But, um, I have faith in humanity and I have faith that people are generally more good than they are not good, that, that we will persevere. And we've, we've been through so much shit as a species and we've been through so much shit as a nation in America too. So, and everyone else around the world has seen their own level of shit. And we've always been able to, for the most part, rise above it. So that's it, man. That's what I got tonight. I just got one final announcement for tomorrow, but I'll, uh, I'll let you finish up too, Muldog. What do you got? You had a notepad out, dude. What are you, what are you sneaking? Well, I did remember I did say in the beginning, or we did in the title somewhere. Yeah. No, I think I said it, said it in the beginning. Uh, Paulina Gretzky. Oh yeah. Paulina Gretzky. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter. What's going on here? Okay. Paulina Gretzky. This is, is she that really just, beautiful blonde lady? She is. She is. This was kind of a throwaway story on like uh, page six of the New York Post type of uh, okay. rag type story. So anyway, for those of you who don't know, Paulina Gretzky is the daughter of hockey great Wayne Gretzky yes. uh, and his, his wife, Janet Jones, who was an actress, very pretty lady also. So it's really not a shock that Paulina Gretzky is this beautiful young woman. Mm-hmm. Now, she is engaged to a golfer named Dustin Johnson. Oh, okay. okay, I know Dustin Johnson. Yeah, he's big time. He is a big name. Oh. He's one of the top. He's one of the top five names in the sports right now. Yes, incredibly okay. successful. Yeah, you know, Hollywood good looks type of guy, and you I know, might be great related golfer. to him. You might be. He's uh, you know loaded this that and the other. So I'm scrolling through this story, <laughs> and uh, he is the man. Cool. And they're at uh, they're at Dustin Johnson's brother's wedding. Okay, so that's where these videos and and did this and, just uh, happen? Is this recent? Yeah. Okay. Yes, this okay. is recent. Okay. So I'm just kind of reading through the thing, and they got a couple of clips from this this wedding uh, that Dustin Johnson was at his brother's wedding. Okay. And family it happens wedding. family wedding, right? You know, okay. no nothing nothing to see here, folks. We're okay. good. Okay. And uh, so it happens to to mention in the article. You know, Dustin Johnson is engaged to uh, Paulina Gretzky. I knew that. And then it said, since 2013. So he's been engaged to her for seven he's years? And engaged for seven years. Now, let me ask All you right. this. Is he still in the is he still in the prime of his golf career? 
Yes, he is. That's why he hasn't married her yet. He's I, making the money, bro. Like, I, I, I get it. He but saw it's what like... ti- he saw what Tiger did, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not losing half my fortune if I screw this up. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Paulina Gretzky is waiting in a breadline for crying out loud. True, I mean... true, but but it isn't like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn been engaged for like 38 years. Didn't they never get married? I don't think they ever got married, and they had they had children together too. And I yeah, no, well, I don't. I don't think they ever got married. Kate Hudson is not his daughter, yeah, right? No, that that's Michael Hudson or whatever. That that's the real name. Goldie Hawn was married to this guy. I think yeah. his name was Michael Hudson or Robert yeah. Hudson. Or yeah. So that's or that. Bill they, Hudson. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hudson. Bill Hudson. Yeah. There was it? Bill. Was it? Yes, it was Bill Hudson. I just but, guessed. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, they've been engaged for seven years. Hey, he's milking so, it, bro. But why, why wouldn't she pull the plug at this point? Because or, she's, that's Justin's Johnson. I, I get it. But where's Wayne Gretzky on this thing? Like, yo, what's going on here? Yeah, I think. You know, pull the plug on this clown. You know, we got plenty of money. Well, maybe they just don't. Maybe a, she, maybe she doesn't want to like pull the trigger with him. Maybe her, maybe her family fortune is bigger than him. I, I guess it depends I mean, on which Johnson is bigger. I mean, you know, what, I, what are you going to do Jessica, at this point? Jessica, stop. Stop. <laughs> Jessica, don't to that one. I mean, let's get back to five guys, but no, I'm just I saying mean, far be it for anybody to, you know, take any type of relationship advice from the mall dog, but I, I don't, or I don't the get ply. That. <laughs> yeah, I don't, That's I don't, why we're together. <laughs> I don't get that one, man. Somebody's got to pull the plug on that thing at some point. You know what's even worse? You read about this where they've been engaged forever while they were at a wedding. Right. If if she, if he or she, and it could be he or she, but if he or she is the one who's waiting on the other one to like, let's get this finished. Imagine just sitting at your brother's wedding. Like everybody getting married around you type thing. And, and he's. I don't know what I don't know. I don't it's got to come it's got to be a money. It's either a money thing or I don't know. Don't don't give her any ammunition. That's funny cool. Yeah, no, Paulina, I thought she I I haven't seen Paulina in public in a long time. I just remember years ago seeing a picture of Wayne Gretzky's daughter going, "Holy shit, that's Wayne Gretzky's daughter." Oh, and she was like she was like I, I, supermodel, yeah. right? She's like up there oh, with like Oh, yes, yeah. She's absolutely beautiful, but in yeah. some states, and again, I'm not an attorney, but I know in some states you start to run up against some common law here, and you yeah, know that's true. But they're probably in California. Yeah, there's going to be some money involved anyway. I don't probably California. That would that would be my guess. I don't uh, think there's common law in California. I think you got to be in the New England area to run into common law, like yeah, the, could, like the Puritan could. area, like you know, like the. The old pilgrims had the common law kind of thing, like the no beer on Sunday bullshit. I think the common law stuff was there too. So I don't. Maybe maybe he's a, they're in a state where it doesn't matter, and one of them is just maybe it's both of them, dude. I mean, there are other famous couples who have been together for a long time who never tied the actual knot, right? I mean, uh, George Clooney. Well, George Clooney actually just recently got married, didn't he? But he was with her for a while. Um, the lady he married, uh, Brad Pitt and, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston's never been married period, but I don't think she's been with anybody very long except for Brad Pitt. <laughs> California um, is not a common law marriage. Yeah. State. Cause it was too new of a state. 
Like, if you go with Connecticut, if you go with maybe uh, New Hampshire, well, probably not New Hampshire at this point, but if you go with one of those older Rhode Island, massachusetts type states, Massachusetts actually isn't a state, but if it's actually a commonwealth. But if you go through those particular, that's where you'll find more. Virginia, the original colonies is where you'll find common law. Um, so, I mean, I'd be love if somebody could Google that shit for us. I got it right here, just since you asked. Okay, this is interesting. The list is not long. Here are the common law marriage states. So, see, we're educational here, too. On oh, wow. Hold on, hold on. Before you say him, Leonard is over there in New Zealand. He's one of the pioneers from New Zealand. He's saying in New Zealand, it's two years, and you're split 50-50. Ooh, that's a, danger. that's a dangerous country, Leonard. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of breakups at uh, 786 yeah. days. Yeah. You gotta, yeah, you gotta pull the ripcord at some point. Holy crap! So in, 50, 50. In, in alphabetical order, and it's interesting. This list is interesting because it's a couple New England states, but it's in some it, colonies, but then some some states that have not been uh, really in. Yeah, they're so all alphabet- they're all east of the Mississippi. No, not at really? all. Oh, Utah. Uh, well, Utah, of course. All right. All right. So that, that is that is one. That that one we would have. In, in alphabetical order, Alabama, okay. Colorado. Okay. The District of Columbia, which doesn't, doesn't really count, doesn't but count. nonetheless. <clears throat> Iowa. Okay. Kansas. What are the what's the uh the t- the time here on the common law? Is it, this... it is not that is a misnomer <clears throat> that it is a set amount of time. It is only one factor what's that the, the factor? court what is it? the time the time whether it's seven years 10 years that's um, the only that's not, factor or it's not a factor no it's it's not the only factor it's not a hard and fast rule oh okay but it's a general rule like we're not talking about it at a year and a half we got it it's no, gotta it, be some time it seems to be a factor that they uh they um the court takes into account but it is not a hard and fast rule so it's real uh, estate kids it's like a whole yeah, bunch of no, factors it, it, interesting you asked that so Iowa, Kansas, Montana, New Hampshire, but in parentheses, for inheritance purposes only. Yeah, that's what I thought. New Hampshire's well, I mean, more live for your die. Can, yeah, she's going to get half your stuff. What's the point? Uh, anyway, yeah. Oklahoma, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Texas. That one surprises me. And Utah. Oh, wow. For common law? Yes. I think Texas common- is... Texas is also still a fault divorce state. Like a lot of states are no fault divorce. So when it goes Uh down, like, you know, someone's getting their clock cleaned regardless of who did the wrong. Texas, I think if it might still be one of the states that's fault divorce. So say one person commits egregiousness against the other spouse, the judge will lay down the hammer or the, you know, I went to jury or whatever. It's usually the judge. Judge will lay down the hammer on the one who broke the contract. So, but in other states, they're not allowed to. So, if like there was an affair or something else, I think in Texas, they'll bring the hammer down more so on the one who was at fault for the dis- dismissal of the actual marriage. You know, you got to love Google too. So, you know, you am Google I wrong? Com- Did it go away or? Is- well, I didn't know. I couldn't find. I didn't have. I was just looking at the side of the. The uh, you know you type in is California common law state, which was the original question. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, dude, the pop up ads every divorce attorney that ever <laughs> passed the bar. Better call Saul. <laughs> on the 
pop-up ads. That's so funny. So it's a so it's basically a myth that it's seven years. It's right, just it's, one of the. Yeah, that's that's a uh, according to this that. according to this article that is not a hard and fast rule. That is just one factor. I always thought that came from like the pilgrims, from the Puritans, from the Protestants who came over from uh, Europe. They kind of brought a lot of that precedent law with them. And I thought well, yeah, that a was because a lot of people couldn't afford to get married. They could, yeah. Back in the back in the old old like back in the colonial days, and even before the colonial days in the in the in the European colonials, uh, the the uh, Middle Ages almost, the church would demand so much money to marry you that a lot of people, a lot of peasants, a lot of lower class citizens couldn't afford to pay the church to marry them. So they just kind of adopted this whole well, if you're together long enough. It's just you're considered it. You know what I mean? So I think that's where it came from. Uh, and then it kind of just came over here, you know, with influenza. It just moved this way. And then it met syphilis on the shores. And that's all hell broke loose. So <laughs> that's kind of what happened. But um, that's pretty cool, man. I don't know. I, do you want to call Paulina right now while we're on the show and just ask her why haven't you tied the knot with Johnson yet? Uh, you know, let me, uh, see if she'll, uh, respond to me on Twitter. Probably, uh, <laughs> probably that's not going to get a response, but interesting thing for, you know, to keep an eye on now. It's obviously, I mean, it's not like the subject hasn't come up, right? If they've been engaged for seven years and they're going to weddings and they're both celebrities, I mean, the question must've been asked a million times. So maybe the, maybe the answer is out there. Um, yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh, you mean like some E Hollywood? exactly i'm sure somebody's asked the question because you know he's a he's a athletic you know he's a sports celebrity and she is a de facto celebrity yeah she's like a paris hilton type right i mean she's never gotten in trouble like paris like doing some crazy shit but she i'm not sure i'm not sure wayne gretzky would like you comparing her to a paris hilton no i just meant like she's the she's the uh she's the sibling not sibling she's the offspring of a very famous rich person but in and of herself i don't necessarily remember her doing anything like creating a company or curing cancer or scoring those calls in nhl history she's just she's got gretzky there so she's she's you know she's got lots of money she's very beautiful i don't remember her ever being like on the cover of sports illustrated or you know, anything like that. She's just always kind of been a tabloid type in and out. Gretzky's daughter today was seen at the supermarket and jogging with, uh, you know, sunglasses on kind of celebrity, like a Kardashian I... in her early days. PlayStation 5 reportedly revealed to be $400. That'd be nice, Cole. Our changed, ours changed a lot in the 90s because guys were having kids left and right and leaving women with nothing, so I kind of see why they did it. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I mean... You know, without getting too much into the weeds and causing a fight here in the United States, we kind of had a big swing the other way where back in the 60s, there was a pretty big revolution the other way where before that men used to kind of get the kids. And then in the 60s, uh, a lot of people started burning their bras and going crazy and lighting fires and protesting Vietnam and all sorts of other hippie kind of things. And it swung really hard the other way where a lot of men were pushed out of lives here in the United States and we're still kind of coming back and finding the balance. So it's been kind of it's kind of all over the map and it kind of always settled on, you know, parents, need, kids need their parents. That's what it kind of always comes back to. So 
But in this case, Paulina and Dustin don't have to worry because the Johnson hasn't gotten anything done yet. So I don't think there's kids there. I don't think there's – they're just kind of a celebrity couple. Yeah, kind of a celebrity couple and a very, very wealthy one. Um, I would I would be that. willing to get – I'm just thinking of remembering her. He's She's the one holding out. Well, you know, and you you may be right because there is another piece to that puzzle. If you've followed Dustin Johnson's career like I have, I'm a big golf fan. I don't yeah, think that's Yeah, you love secret. golf. Yeah, you're good yeah. at it too. He, he, uh, he has a reputation as a player, um, not just on the golf course, and he has had a couple bouts uh, with some substances, mainly cocaine. Um, so those those are things that have happened in Maybe his life. Maybe it slowed it down. Yeah, and so I mean, I obviously well, don't cleaned it up. wish any ill will on him. I no, mean, a, no, few, of a few a few years ago at the Masters, he was leading the Masters after three rounds. I think I remember this. And he quote unquote slipped down the stairs uh, the night before the final round and was unable to uh, answer the bell to even play the final round. Oof. And he was the leader. Now that could have happened. He said he was. Uh, in his socks on a hardwood floor. That happens, bro. Listen, yep, in my house, that's what I said. The Bly that house. There are a few couples that do the whole we're together but don't feel the need to get married thing. Yeah, maybe that. But the, the difference is, Stevie, these two are engaged, I think. I think that's the. They are. It's. A, it's they're not sad. actually it, just together. Like, they actually, someone threw a rock on someone's finger here, and they're not, they're not pulling the trigger. So maybe his personal problems are slowing it up. Like, she's like, hey, man, you know, it's not the 80s anymore. You shouldn't be doing lines. Or yeah, she's which is funny because that's not a you know not to not to go down that rabbit hole, but uh, or it could be the hear, other way. You well, you know, you don't hear about that. You don't hear about that drug these days as much. Uh, you know, getting people taking people over um, as it used to. You know, it used to it used to be the biggest thing on the block. But it was uh, the greatest weight loss sample in the history of the eighties. I mean, that thing right? Was yeah, breaking weight and bank accounts. Yeah, and work. You know, you could work all night. Whatever. I mean, it was never, never <laughs> my thing. Never, never my thing. I got enough problems, but maybe that was never one of them. Stevie says maybe they're still in their free trial period. <laughs> yeah, it's a long ass free trial period. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so, that's very interesting story, Muldog. You never cease to surprise me with the weird shit you bring up here. Well, and just a quick shout out, just a quick shout out, because it seems like, you know, without a Corona update, well wish uh, we wouldn't be doing our show. But Patrick McEnroe, Patrick McEnroe, for those of you who are not tennis fans, um, Patrick McEnroe is the younger brother of John McEnroe, who was quite an accomplished tennis player in his day. See the one who always had the temper tantrums? Yes, yes, he did. He was very uh, lots of titles, Wimbledon's U.S. Opens. Um, lots of titles, very, and his brother wasn't as good as him, uh, but he was a, a fairly accomplished player in his own right, but he cut his teeth more as a commentator. Mm-hmm. He became a very good, a very, very good tennis commentator. And, uh, Patrick McEnroe today, uh, was diagnosed with the coronavirus. So well wishes to, uh, Patrick McEnroe and whatever type of clan he, he is running with these days. I'm sure he has a wife and a few kids. Yeah. Um, so only only well, on the a, best to him, McEnroe fam. On a good front, the uh, the gentleman who kind of started this whole thing in the NBA, the one who was kind of being a jerk and then apologized. What was his name from the Jazz? 
Well, you had you had Rudy Gobert was the guy who touched all the microphones. Yeah, he was and then from you the had, Jazz, right? Yeah, and you had the other guy, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, who well, got Donovan. The next guy. Donovan sort of didn't have any symptoms. Like he's kind of had like a little bit of a cold, but then it kind of went away. So he was kind of okay. Rudy, Ruby, Rudy, Ruby, Rudy. What is his name? Rudy. Rudy, like uh, Rudy okay, Gobert. like the Sean Ashton movie. So Rudy, by the way, Joe Montana always disputes that movie and says that's not how it happened. But anyway, let's get back. So um, he has fully recovered. Yes. So just a bit of good news that this isn't like doom and gloom. Like he actually had it pretty bad. He had like kind of like a flu-like thing going on. Uh, and he was able to recover from it. So that's that's great news, too. And he apologized. So I'm going to officially apologize for all the names I called him about three or four weeks ago. I'm going to say in the moment you deserved it, but. Oh, he did. He absolutely deserved it in the moment. But, you know, people make mistakes and and it wasn't to be malicious. He thought he was being funny and it was just bad timing. Funny, it but. was, and that was still like the where the 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 virus memes were flying around, and everybody was still kind of, you know. And I know humor gets us through things, so I'm not, I'm not, you know. We should always be laughing and joking, and that's how a lot of humans, that's how we process things, right? So stand up comedy lets us relieve stress as a society, or the memes, the funny, the jokes, the wisecracks that helps us make sense of things, and that helps us move forward if you if you can't laugh about it you're gonna go crazy right so in that sense i do understand where he was coming from he's clearly not a stand-up comedian clearly should have stuck to basketball i guess at this point but he did apologize so happy he recovered pretty much he's 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 uh he's come he's actually recovered recovered so he's tested negative a few times now his symptoms are completely gone he's kind of trained he's training again to stay in the shape for the nba so very happy to hear that. So hopefully that first that first line of people who were catching it now are going to start to come into that recovery bubble and start to push that recovery number up uh, of higher and higher and higher. So that green section of the Johns Hopkins University, the thing that we all look at every day that's driving us crazy because it looks like war games with Matthew Broderick. It so, does. Ugh, so that hopefully that green number starts to really take off too drive down that mortality rate and bring some some risk factor balance back to people's minds too because I think right now everybody's risk factor balance like like everything we do in our daily lives there's a risk factor right so for example you know when I'm going on my family vacation it's a 10 hour drive so I could fly it'll cost me a lot more money but it's actually safer to fly than it is to drive or I could drive and save the money but the risk goes up a little bit that I could be involved in an accident and get hurt and or killed. So is it does the money factor of saving and getting there faster and having more vacation with the family mitigate the factor of driving and saving the money and losing a little of this vacation, but we'll have more money to spend while we're there? Is it worth the risk of doing that? So that's just an easy example of how we make choices every day. Is it is this too risky to do or not too risky to do? And obviously this is a life and that's a life or death too risky to do as well, by the way. So it's just not quite as prevalent. Like it's not in your mind, you know, as much. But as human beings, we make those decisions every single day. So I think without really good information one way or the other coming at us, because everybody's telling us a different story, 
nobody knows how to assess the risk. You know, and when you don't know how to assess the risk, human beings naturally are going to tend to, unfortunately, sometimes we're always going to retract into security mode completely if we don't have enough information to take the risk, you know, so I'm glad to see he's healed. I'm glad to see a lot more recoveries coming in now, you know, so that's that's great news that he has made a full recovery. You know what I mean? Start coughing loudly. My in-laws dropped a surprise visit just now. My stomach is now in my ass, and I'm currently hiding in my closet cleaning. <laughs> what? <laughs> Start coughing. Oh, gee, Stevie, you'll clear the house. They'll find me, Stevie. I feel like the basic white girl in every horror movie ever made. <laughs> I would drop to my knees if Jason ever found me. Oh, I knew she was going to say something like that. I could just never get away from it. As soon as any... <laughs> She's just always swinging for the fences. Jessica's actually going for Mark McGuire's single season home run record right now. <laughs> She's off to a good start. She's off to a good start. She's probably hit three three home uh, three home runs tonight. So, anyway, that's is that all you got for me, Moldog? Because I got one final announcement, and then I'm we're gonna wrap this up, and I'm gonna go make I a bologna sandwich. All right, man. I am out. I need a bologna sandwich too. Oh, I love bologna sandwiches, and not with ketchup, Stevie. So anyway, no. guys, tomorrow night, and I hope Moldog is there for this because this is going to be special. Tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, football returns to the Ply Rock Nation. We are going to be playing ESPN NFL 2K5 in glorious 1080p at 60 frames per second with updated rosters, and Chris Berman will be joining us for the halftime and post-game show. So I'm excited, all the work I've done on this. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. We had a really fun time the last time we had a football game for Stevie's birthday. It's going to be good. Uh, and it's going to be the up, pretty much updated rosters, too. So we're not going to be playing with Mark Brunel and Drew Bledsoe this time. Well, I think I, I think on the Bills for the roster update, it's still Tyrod Taylor. I oh, you don't he, have Josh Allen. I don't it's have not Josh. Josh, Josh Allen was last year, so I've got that previous, that previous year. So it's Tyrod Taylor, and then, uh, you know, I don't know what other team we're gonna play yet. But if you guys want to see me play any other team, let me know. But I'm playing as the Bills, so sorry there. But uh, Drew, uh, Tom Brady is on the Patriots in this roster update. Jameis Winston is throwing interceptions for the Bucks at this point. Peyton Manning, I think, is somewhere on this roster. Who do you retire with the Broncos? The Broncos. I think he's on the, that. Yeah, I think he's on the Broncos. Um, who else is Russell Wilson's in there? <laughs> Kaepernick's there. <laughs> he's on the Niners still. It's like right. Kaepernick is still there. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kaepernick is there. Um, Eli Manning is in the roster update, but this isn't just quarterbacks. Like top to bottom, every player on the team has been redone to a 2018 like start at 2018 level so gonna be exciting though they did a really nice job and i worked my butt off figuring out how to mod this game to get this to work and i think it'll be really fun it'll be good to cheer on it'll be good to actually have some at the very least virtual sports uh to get us through and uh i'm excited for it i hope you guys are too so that's it guys I had a good time tonight, uh, Moldog. We ripped uh, we ripped three hours with the Ply Rock Nation and the Ply and the Moldog page. 
It's crazy how quick it's crazy how quick the the video uh, cast goes and how much time we can put into the video cast and it uh, it really it doesn't seem like that. I I don't have the uh, luxury of the timer in front of me on the video cast like I do uh, in the regular podcast. Yeah, where you know I can tell exactly where we're at. So yeah, uh, I I have no idea. So you said three hours. That's that's oh, it's, crazy. It's been that three hours. Crazy. That's it's been, fantastic. It's been three hours. Jessica, we're going to have to get you some Dead by Daylight soon. You're losing your mind. All right. So, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Ply in the Bulldogs podcast. I am going to be recording the audio of this, and that's why we didn't have the alerts tonight because we wanted to keep it quiet so everybody could hear uh, and respond to your questions and your comments, and we could hear each other because the alerts are crazy. But the alerts will be back tomorrow night for ESPN NFL 2K Ply. We are excited for that. So, gosh, I wish we had a White Castle. Oh, Sarge, shut up. Now I'm getting hungry. Anyway, if you guys haven't already, make sure you follow us the other page. If you're watching us on one page, follow us on the other. We're trying to get that Ply in the Muldog page off the ground. That's the podcast page on Facebook. It's at Ply in the Muldog. Muldog is actually on Twitter, guys, and he needs some followers because he wants to talk to all of you. He's been talking to celebrities, and they're not talking back to him yet. So, Donnie Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg has disappointed me. Yeah, you've been trying to hammer Donnie Wahlberg. You know what a Blue Bloods fan I am. Didn't that get canceled? Simple. No, that's clickbait. It always there's always a show. There's always a, a article on the side that says the top ten shows canceled this year, and there's always a picture of Tom Selleck, but it's the ultimate clickbait no they are still cutting new episodes but donnie Wahlberg, please how about just uh thanks for you know watching blue bloods all the time bridget moynihan same thing send her she was originally married to tom brady yes she was i I, they ever married or did they just have a kid together bridget moynihan is a tv version of sandra bullock yeah i don't know if they were ever married but that's immaterial but they have have a a child yeah 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 no she's wonderful she's great in blue bloods wonderful yeah Here's a quick tidbit about Ply if you want to know a little history about Ply and how Ply was born. It has to do with Tom Selleck. (laughs) You want to know or you don't want to know? (laughs) It has to do with Tom Selleck. Sort of. Hold on. Give me me one guess at least. All right. So you know Magnum P.I., right? Yeah, well, that's where I was going. This has to be be connected to Magnum P.I. A little bit. So... The reason that my mother said yes to my father on their first date is because my dad was like almost a spitting image of a primetime mustache Tom Selleck. And really? I've, and I've seen the pictures that prove it. When my dad had his mustache, he looked like Tom Selleck. And it, back in the 80s, the guys would wear their shirts kind of without an undershirt. So you still had like that chest hair thing going on. So if, even if you wore that Hawaiian shirt with your ball cap and your hair was a little longer... My dad could pull off a Tom Selleck from Magnum P.I. And that's why she said yes to him on the first date. And then Plyrock was born. So it's a moment of greatness. If that doesn't happen, you know, you know what I mean? If General if General Lee doesn't surrender to Grant at uh, Chappaquiddick, at, a, uh, at the farmhouse in Virginia, <laughs> if that doesn't happen, <laughs> I said Chappaquiddick yeah. is where, is where Ted, Ted, uh, yeah. Ted Kennedy drove his girlfriend off a bridge, but... The, <laughs> I meant to say Appomattox. 
Oh man, if Libri, if 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 he surrendered at Chappaquiddick, now that would have been that a would have story. been some shit. But uh, by the way, the Civil War started at uh, Appomattox. Did you know that? And it ended at Appomattox. Did you know Amazing. that? The first no, battle, I knew. The first battle was in the backyard, and the signing was in the living room. Did you that know that? Is, no, I mean I I knew it ended at Appomattox. I always thought it, it started, started at, at Appomattox for something. You yeah. know, that's the general. No, their fir- what I meant was their first clash of Union versus, like, their first battle battle was Got at it. Appomattox. Chappaquiddick at this point was not a completed bridge. Did so... you see this? Did you see this comment? Uh, oh, no, it came, to, it came to the page again. I, yeah, you have I your own know. chat. You're supposed to read yeah, it and I, respond to it. I, I understand. I, I can't even get the <laughs> see more link to finish. But anyway, uh, and... Does this gentleman have a, a nickname in the Pioneers? This David Littleford? Oh, that's Preacher. Okay, that's Preacher. I knew. Yeah, he right. did the special guest. Uh, uh, he did the special uh, podcast with me when you were busy. All right, I got to write him on my notes. Well, anyway. Yeah, it's Preacher, so, man. Question mark. You are still going. I watched for like two hours, made food, ate food, came back, and I'm still hearing about how little ply. And I can't get it to do the see more. It says see more. But, oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, yeah. How little how little ply was conceived. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't take long enough to eat. Wait apparently. a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't tell you guys how I was conceived. I just said. Well, the, we could kind of figure that part the out. The actual yeah. true story of how I was conceived was my oh, mother no. and father put me on a rocket ship because the planet was going to explode. And they had to get me off the planet as fast as they could. This was after they met in Magnum P.I. and after the Kenny Rogers concert. So that universe no longer exists. They had to shoot me on a rocket ship, but they sent their only begotten son to planet Earth, where now I spread hope and sunshine to everybody I meet. So that's the actual story, if you really want to know the truth. You know, it is what it is. Anyway, so anyway, guys, that's it. That's the ridiculousness for the night. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow the page over on Ply and the Muldog on the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter, Ply and Muldog. There's no the in there because we couldn't fit all the characters. But it's Ply and Muldog. You know where Ply Rock Gamer is. You know we'll be back tomorrow night having a good time with the show. We're going to be playing some ESPN NFL 2K Ply. So I just coined that. Get it? 2K Ply instead of 2K5. Doesn't Ply just work with everything, dude? It sets up for a lot of uh, work. for a lot of shit. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And also, we're going to be take. I'm going to be taking this podcast, this podcast we just did, and I am going to be taking the audio from it, splitting it into part one and part two, and we'll be releasing that on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play uh, tomorrow. So, if you guys aren't listening to the regular podcast, we'd love it to have you over there. Leave us a review on iTunes. I promise there won't be an audio gap at 15 minutes again. I don't know how the hell that happened. I thought I edited out all of uh, Little Ply's uh, temper tantrum the other night. We were trying to do the podcast, but I didn't get it all. So anyway, we love you guys. We will see you next time on Ply and the Muldog. Peace. <laughs>